Hello, I am Rachel Smets, and this is Culture Matters. Let's do this. When you're developing your international business, one thing is often forgotten, cultural differences. The Culture Matters International Business Podcast does exactly that. Focus on international business and cultural differences. Chris and Peter guide you through the maze of business and cultural differences in every podcast episode. Get the global perspective here at the Culture Matters International Business Podcast. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening. Um, let's find out uh, what what time zone you are, Rachel. Welcome to the Culture Matters uh, Podcast. Actually, for the second time here, uh, that the, the first time was in November 2019. Uh, then you were... Well, tell us a little bit about that and then how what has happened to you uh, on this recording in March 2023. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself for those people who haven't heard the first interview we did in 2019. Um, a little bit about yourself, where you come from, where are you now, and what is your so-called cultural frame of reference, if that makes any sense. Mm, yeah, wow, Chris, time flies. Amazing. I am Rachel Smets and I am traveling the world. I escaped my corporate job. I never liked working for a boss. I started traveling more. I've been moving, literally moving abroad for many, many years, more than 20. And the last two years, a bit over two years, I am uh, traveling full time. So when you say, where are you located? I am currently in Portugal in the south of Portugal for three, four months. Um, but yeah, where off to next? I don't know, because I am homeless. You're homeless. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> well, that's interesting. Um, so in other words, it is actually an hour earlier where you are at this moment. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, this recording is, is then partly in Portugal and partly in Paris. That's my location here. Um, <sighs> What did we talk about? What did we talk about last time? Do you remember? Um, I think I do. Um, I did. Um, it was. It was. Um, it was about learning to adapt to other cultures by observing and learning about them. And we 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 talked quite a bit about cultural differences. That's what we talked about. That indeed, that, well, that's that is the idea with this uh, the Culture Matters podcast. Um, so, so tell us, you got you, you got stuck um, or you got unstuck yourself. What is wrong with working for a boss, or what was wrong for you with working for a boss? Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. For me, my biggest value, Chris, is freedom. And I was working a corporate job, working for a boss, and for me, the fact that every time I needed to go somewhere or buy buy an item or buy an accessory or, you know, rent a car or whatever. I always had to sign a whole bunch of papers and ask for permission. And it's that permission that I'm like, oh, I just like, I just felt, I literally felt the chains, you know, like, um, and I, I, I worked corporate. Why? Because I thought, well, that's a secure and safe job. I had a nice title, was manager, good salary, you know, car and all of that. But it's just the fact remains that I was working for somebody else. And it just, it just, yeah, for me, it gave me the sense of, oh gosh, I have no, no freedom. Like you want a day off, you need permission. You want a holiday, you need permission. And I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I'm in my blood and veins. I'm an entrepreneur, I guess. And I just, yeah, I just wanted the freedom. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why I felt. And I say that I escaped, um, because I, yeah, it, 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 it made me very, very stressed. 
and um, I like to be my own boss. And so that's that's what I started. I didn't jump. I didn't take the leap. I built up, you know, um, income online, let's say, uh, more and more during my job. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then when I knew like, okay, this can grow, then then was a time when, when I escaped. So when you asked me what changed in 2019, I was then at a point of still working part-time yeah. and um, yeah. And that completely changed since then because I, uh, a little bit after that, I, I, I quit, you know, the salary for good and I'm, I'm fully on my own. Is there a moment in, do you think in general or maybe specifically more for you where you, when you realized I don't want to do this anymore or this is, is or was this something that slowly but surely grew on you? Uh, no, I, I burned out. I, I, uh, I really let it get the better of me. So I knew I was, you know, not happy for, for a few years, but you know, the stress builds up and builds up and builds up and you're not aware of it. And I had chronic stomach aches and I just, I did all these kinds of tests. And the funny thing is the moment I quit, you know, I never had any stomach issues again, you know, but I did all these tests thinking, oh, it's my health, but it, it, you know, it's just stress. Stress just does so many things to you. So it, it built up and I burned out and while I was, you know, in the job. And so it, it, that was the moment, that was my pivot point, you know, like I did go back, you know, after my burnout, I had a few months that I just, I just was so lost, so lost completely. Like I couldn't focus, couldn't do anything, just really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also the best thing that ever happened to me because it really made me realize, wait a minute, what is going on with me? Like, what is it that Rachel really wants? Mm-hmm. And then I just dug into myself, you know, and that's how I help other people now because I've been there like, wait, what is it that you really want? And let's go and figure that out. And then, you know, and then do more of that. Is, is it, there's a, um, uh, I know you're Belgian, uh, Dutch speaking. I am Dutch myself, uh, evidently Dutch speaking. And there's a TV program on Dutch TV, which is called uh, I'm Leaving or Ik Vertrek. Yes. Love that. Yes. I, I love that. I love that as well. Um, my partner loves watching that, even though she doesn't understand the language. So what comes back time and again, these people are in a way, they're either painters or bankers or whatever. And what they do is they 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 leave everything behind and they go to Spain yeah. or France or Hungary or whatever, um, even the Caribbean. And they start, usually they start a mm-hmm. B&B, a, the, the bed and breakfast, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what turns out to be is is that, of course, they get these, these, uh, these things that don't work out, bureaucracy and stuff. And usually they tend to work more, more hours than they did in their, if you want, corporate or fixed job. Is that the case with you as well? Oh, that's a brilliant question. I love that question. Um, because in the beginning, yes. Now, not anymore. In the beginning, yes. However, Chris, and this is massive for me, because I was doing the things that I loved and I was in control and I decided when and where I could work, it, it never, ever felt like stress. So it's a massive difference because, um, yeah, I mean, you, as an entrepreneur, you have to build up your business. You have to, you know, gain visibility, gain, you know, gain credibility. You know, you know, you know, the first podcast that you did years ago, it was, you know, who was really listening? You know, we have to consistently keep going, keep going, keep going. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did, I did work a lot of hours in the beginning. But I loved every bit of what I did. You know, I was learning, I was figuring things out. I was, you know, growing. I, I wrote books. I did speaking. I did speeches. I, you know, I, I worked with clients for, for a little bit of money. I, you know, 
bits and pieces, but it's just, I, I, I love every minute of it and I still do. And so, yeah, it's, it's the fact that I'm in control. I have the freedom. And sometimes the whole afternoon, like now I'm in Portugal, the weather is beautiful. I'm, I'm taking off, going on a bike, going on a walk, you know, and then this evening I'll go back to my computer and, you know, but I decide. And that's yeah. just, that's just it for me. Okay. So, all right. But that makes, that makes sense. I mean, I can relate to that. It's for me, it's the same, it's the same thing. And uh, I usually say I'm the richest man on earth. Why? Because I've got something that you don't have, which is time. And you yeah. cannot, you cannot buy time. It's, 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 it's priceless. Anyway. Um, so how did you transition? And then I'd like to go and, and towards your travels. How did you yeah. transition you uh, to to from your corporate site to being eventually quitting your job and becoming a full time traveler? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I always say, tell people don't take the leap, okay? Because that is like such a high risk. I, you know, and we need money, and I need to support myself. I don't have any, you know, other income coming from somebody else. So I, um, I did it gradually. So from a full time job, I went to five days and then four days, you know, and and I just gradually. And then I took on, I realized that when I was analyzing myself, I kind of like to teach. So I applied to the university. I have no teaching degree, by the way, but I was so motivated and so passionate and I, and I got the job and it was only two days a week. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't want more because I was growing online at the same time. So while I was, you know, still on a salary, let's say, I did spend a lot of time, like I just said, in evenings and the weekends, like growing my business. Right. So I was. I was, I, I, I published, you know, I self-published books. I was doing some online courses. I was testing the grounds of making money online. Um, I was, you know, slowly, I was, I was teaching some people. I was teaching languages, you know, at the time. I don't do that anymore. So I was doing all of these things because I, I wanted in my future to make money purely online. And so uh, I started my YouTube channel, which is still growing. I started, you know, I, being consistent in many different ways and just testing out different things. So uh, then I was teaching at the university. Then came COVID, which was great because then, you know, I was able to teach remotely mm -hmm. um, and I was able to travel more. And that, that's when I thought, you know what, I'm traveling so much more. I'm hardly home. I was living in the Netherlands and I thought, well, you know, it's costing me more to own a place to live where I'm not there. So it doesn't make sense. So then I decided to, you know, sell everything. That's why I say I'm homeless. I sold everything, my belongings, my whole, everything, um, which is kind of freeing to be honest and scary, but mm -hmm. I, uh, and, um, yeah. And so that's, that's, and, and then, um, not so long after that, I, I quit the university too because I thought, you know, I, I just want to be on my own and that's it. Okay. So I think you're the only person that says or say, yeah, says or said that the COVID years were great. I think yeah. the, rest, the rest of the world, <laughs> the world was kind of suffering. Um, so that, that's how you, that's how you actually got through the COVID years. You, you, you turn it into an opportunity to, um, to even travel more, correct? Uh, yeah. And, and to be honest, like when everybody says, oh, you know, I was stuck at home. I was um, in one location the longest um, for six months that I was not traveling, but no more than six months, even though there were a whole bunch of restrictions. And well, you know, and flying and this and that. And the airport was literally empty, empty. Mm -hmm. But I was doing it. So I, I still believe like, you know, if you put your mind to something, you know, I'm a very strong believer in the mindset that you can achieve what you want. And for me, yeah, I wanted to travel, so I did, you know. Um, and and business wise, yeah, COVID was my best year. I mean, yeah, because I do everything online, so yeah. <laughs> COVID was my best year. Okay, interesting. 
Um, so what is what happened? Tell us, tell us uh, what happened between 2019 and now, in, in business-wise on one side, but also your travels and and what did you yeah. what did you bump into? What did you encounter in terms of well, different cultures? So, I mean, culture is yeah. the center of this this podcast, so we we should talk about this as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, the, the change is that I, I gained more clarity about the direction that I want to, um, uh, to be. And I'm, I'm now mainly not doing all these small little bits and pieces anymore to gain money, but I'm, I'm mainly, uh, a clarity coach for people who are stuck in corporate or stuck in a job and they want to, you know, escape and make money. And so I help them figure out, okay, what is it that you really want and, and, and how can you monetize that, right? Because you can be passionate about playing the guitar, but that isn't going to give you money. So it's really about, you know, going to the foundation, figuring out and then, and then monetizing and then taking action to actually make it happen. Yeah. So that's what I do. I'm also on YouTube every week about, you know, tips and tricks to, to, to make money, you know, to, to help you uh, on that journey. And so that's mainly what I do. Now, travel-wise, um, I um, I was, gosh, I've been in so many beautiful places since 2019. I was just in 2020, uh, yeah, in 2022, I was three months in, in Sydney, Australia. Um, again, for the second time, I, um, yeah, Italy, France. Uh, I spent actually a lot of my COVID time in, uh, in France, in the south of France, uh, going from one place to another. And um, um, France is not my favorite country. And I'm just thinking, you know, cultural wise, um, what did I experience? France has a lot of remote locations. So I was, I was sometimes in very remote locations that I just missed seeing a human being, you know, I just like, uh-huh. oh, I just because I'm on my own. I just, I, for me, I, yeah, I need to see some people. Um, you're in Paris, Chris, so that's that's very populated. So I was I was in the wine yards, looking at wine yards, you know, and just uh, vineyards. So um, yeah, I've been um, I've, yeah. What what um, and now I'm in Portugal. I I love Portugal. Cultural wise, I like Portugal. Well, I'm in the very very south, right? So there's a lot of local people, and I I just like their genuine friendliness um uh, yeah caring um i i i i feel like i i yeah i don't experience that in in many countries when i go more up north in in europe mm-hmm. when i'm when i'm thinking about sydney australia the one thing that i feel all the time everywhere i go in australia is is also that that friendliness helpfulness you can stop anybody and just ask um and they will go out of their way to help you. It's like, oh, where can I find this? They'll, they'll literally walk with you and, and go there with you to show you. You know, it's, it's yeah, and, and safe. Uh, the word that comes up for me in Australia is, is, is safe. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't been everywhere. Um, and obviously, I never go into remote locations there. Uh, you know, it's Sydney, Brisbane, you know, those kind of uh, uh, areas. But it's, it's, you know, you can, when I say safe, it's like, I always buy a secondhand bike everywhere I go and I just, you know, explore like that. It, it, it goes faster than walking. Mm-hmm. And so you can literally just leave it somewhere and, and it'll be, it'll still be there. Right. If you, if you do that in a city, it takes five minutes and it's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just that kind of, yeah. Sense of yeah safety and security. Yeah. Is, is there a culture or a country rather, or a culture country slash synonymous uh, that you prefer, that you like a culture that speaks to you, or and is there a culture that really didn't click 
or doesn't click? Um, yeah, to be honest, I have great experiences everywhere. Okay, so I, I I meet amazing people everywhere I go. I talk to you know people all the time. But it does, like I said, you know, when I compare, oh, I'm gonna come back to France for some reason. The French, I don't know, it just it just doesn't click with me. I I lived there as well. You know, I lived I lived in Pornichet on, on the west coast. Uh, and I've been there many, 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 many times for many, many months. Um, so for me, the French are very chauvinistic, very, if you're not French and I speak French very, very fluently, I don't know. I just, I always feel like they're there and I'm here. Like I'm putting my hand up and I'm lower, right? It's, it's like, I'm right. not French and I will never really be accepted. And not just that, it takes a long time to um build a relationship with the french like they will i was there i was in toulouse two months actually and, and, and that was a really nice nice experience um but still i met several neighbors mm -hmm. and and only one of them like they all they were all like you know what if you need anything you can ask okay mm -hmm. great but they will never invite you over for a coffee or hey come on in or no they open the door they stay at the door you stay outside Right. You can ask something, you know, they'll cross you in the hallway and it's like, yeah, hi, are you fine? It's all very superficial. They don't really connect easily. It takes months after after months. Yeah. But it's and also in French, you have this vous, right? You have vous or tu, which yeah, is formal, like a polite way form. of addressing someone. Yes, exactly. And so um, and so it, it, it they will constantly address you the formal way even if you're a neighbor like when i was living in france like literally i was living there next door neighbor they kept they kept addressing you in a formal way where i was like compared to the netherlands it's like even your boss or your whatever whoever it's immediately the informal way yeah so yeah so those are those are things um so to connect to really connect i find the french very difficult um compared to many other countries Okay, and and uh, I haven't you you mentioned Australia, um, yeah, Europe, uh, not Africa or North or South America. Uh, Canada is another one that I really really like. Um, America, I've been many many times. I also find them very friendly on a superficial level. I also feel like what are they saying? What 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 are they really saying? I feel they stay on a very superficial level, and what I mean by that is that you don't really know what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. um, compared to the directness of the Dutch in the Netherlands, not the Dutch in Belgium. That's an, again a big difference. But that's a big you difference. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the Dutch in the Netherlands, you know, okay, they're saying something. I like you or I don't like you. You know exactly because they're just they're telling what they're thinking. Uh -huh. In the U.S., I feel like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. It's it's not fine. You know. Um, so um, and then Canada. Um, Canada, I do prefer a lot over the United States. This is completely personal. Okay, I'm not, a, you know, not offending anybody here. It's just completely uh, my personal uh, uh, experience. I, I, I like a lot. Uh, again, you know, the friendliness, the connectedness. Um, yeah, I've been, yeah, been connecting with great people there. Africa, Chris is the one continent I'm not attracted to, and I haven't been at all, which is for crazy. any for any reason. No, no reason. No reason. Just, just, just not interested. 
Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. Some people like broccoli. Other people like uh, like uh, pizza. So that's a, it could be a, a preference. Um, I, I mean, I've met amazing people from all kinds of you know places in Africa, but I haven't been. Okay. Is the the, the fact that you have a, a not so so good connection uh, with the French? Could that be because you're Belgian? Because I mean, culturally, the Belgians, even the Dutch speaking, are compared not the same, but they're comparable to the French. Um, I often say that the Dutch-speaking Belgians are actually Dutch-speaking Latinos because they're they're much more. There's such a big difference between the Dutch in the Netherlands and the Dutch-speaking Belgians. Uh, uh, could that be a potential reason that that there's there's not so much of a click? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I I've I've heard that many times before that it's it's hard to really connect. I mean, when you study different cultures, it is it is part of their culture that they're not really the. Yeah, it's just hard to build relationships with them. I mean, yeah, yeah, it it, it just takes longer. Okay, all right. I don't have that much. I mean, living in Paris, I don't have that much contact with um, with French speaking. Uh, for yeah. for one, it's, it's because I don't speak French, which is uh, which I know it's a shame, but I should. Uh, and eventually I will, but um, no, it's uh, I don't know. There's there there for me also. There, there's no need really to uh, to be in touch. Yeah. With people. My circle is are are Eng- predominantly English speaking. Um, to to do what you do, I have a I have a well. Of course, there is a personal question. If you if you fly, and you have to have a roof over your head, I presume, um, and fill up your stomach. How do you pay for this? I know you you work, but is that does that Does that cover it all? Um, no. What I do a lot is um, is house sitting. So um, house and pet sitting. So I started doing that years ago, uh-huh. and I'm still doing that. So that helps because I, first of all, I love pets, and <laughs> I uh, I'm able to stay. Like I was literally three months in Australia. I didn't pay for any accommodation, and that makes that that yeah that, that makes it super easy you know so yeah the flights are expensive but um yeah so i have i have a house and everything that's included in the house and uh i hate hotels because you just have a room and i like to have a house and a kitchen and you know just a space and so yeah and then you take care of a cat or or yeah or a dog and and that's it and um so that's how i'm able to because there might be a, a listeners who are interested where how do i do that is there a website for that yeah Yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I think I made four videos to explain the process step by step on my on my YouTube channel uh, because a lot of people ask me that. And and there are a lot of websites, and I researched a lot years ago. Mm-hmm. And the, hands down, the best is is trusted house sitters. Um, and um, yeah, so if, if if you if you go to my YouTube channel, there's a playlist with these four videos, and and you'll find the link and everything, and even a coupon code if you want. You know, I don't get money from it, or you know, it's not that, but sure. so. Um, and that is because it's worldwide. I know there are websites who just do house sits in Europe or just in the US or just, you know, in Asia. Um, but that is that is worldwide and it's trusted. I've, I've ha- yeah, always had amazing experiences with them and it's very trustworthy. And so, yeah, so it's like a dating site, you know, you, you, you're you on there and, and, and yeah, you, you, you select the country and you select the time that you want to go. And I always want to go long term. Because mm-hmm. I like to establish a little bit of a routine. I don't. I'm not a backpacker. I'm not. You know, 20. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I, I like to settle down somewhere and just. You know, get my feet on the ground and, and know where everything is and build a routine and feel like a local. And so. Um, 
and then you select and then and then of course you have to apply like a job and uh, because i've i've been doing it for so many years i have all these five star reviews so it's it's easier for me but in the beginning yeah you have to apply many 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 and then yeah, and then yeah. get selected yeah understand it's um this is don't take this personal 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 i've i've been living in belgium for 15 years um and so i i i tend to think that i understand the the belgian overall at least the, the flemish the dutch speaking part reasonably well the mentality and the culture and stuff like that um i have grown to know them as not being very entrepreneurial in general there are always exceptions you seem to be one of them what do you have that that your other belgian country mates um do not have um it's funny because i i often say like well i i don't feel belgium at all you know um i i haven't lived there for like 22 years now so um no i think for me my entrepreneurial comes from my family i don't know i just always say it's in my blood it's like mm -hmm. it's it's um I come from, a, you know, my mom was an entrepreneur, my grandparents, and I, I guess it's it's in my blood or something. I just, yeah, I I think it's I think it's a personal thing, you know. I think you'll find entrepreneurs everywhere, and you'll find Very others everywhere too, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't, couldn't say to be honest. So what? So okay. So of course, I mean, as I said, there are always exceptions to the rule, um, and because that confirms the rule. So in your case, then, what did you have to give up to to have the lifestyle you currently have? Ooh, I had to give up. Um, that's a good question, Chris. Is it, is it a way of thinking? Is it um, is it the fact that that's, that there's there's one thing happening, and then you're really sick and tired? uh of 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 the, your boss or your colleague or the traffic jam or something like that i don't know i think i think it is for me um well what comes up for me chris is is whenever the other day somebody said you know rachel if you want something you always achieve it and 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 i it made me think and, and you're asking something similar now and it made me think that you know if i or or anybody has because i noticed that in my clients too as soon as i have the clarity of mm -hmm. what it is i want yes i go and achieve it but i'm not always clear so the way to get clear is by taking these small steps all the time so when i was still in corporate i knew i was not happy did i know i wanted to be a digital nomad and travel full-time um no i knew i liked to travel so i i i went on this house sitting side i did it for a week or even a weekend and then two weeks and then three weeks, you know, and I just, you know, I took all, and then I'm like, hmm, I really like this. I started, you know, teaching online. I'm like, huh, I really like, like, you know, I just, it's always like, I, I figure out, huh. And by doing that, I gain more clarity of, oh, what is it that I really want to do? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's having the clarity. That's the biggest challenge, you know, and then when you have the clarity, okay, now let's go and achieve it. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's food for thought. Um, and apparently, indeed, if you put one foot in front, in front of the other and put your mind to it, you, you can you can do something different and you can do well, it all in the world. Let me add just one thing. It is I really am a strong believer in the mindset because, to uh -huh. be honest, Chris, like if I start thinking now where I'm going to be in three months, I don't have a place. Like I, uh -huh. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. So that would bring fear up in me. And I'm not allowing the fear. I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. I'll, I'll find something new. Some new opportunity will come. And yeah. I truly, truly believe that. And every time something comes, yeah. every time. Yeah. And the worst case, you know, in between house it, then I rent an Airbnb, you know, and, and, and I do it like that. 
that it's, it's you know you can have as much fear as you want it's like oh I, how am i gonna make money i don't know and, and, and is it gonna ha- and, you know and then you panic and i'm like no you know i always switch in my mind like no it's it's gonna be fine yeah <laughs> yeah, I can very much identify with that. Excellent. Um, Rachel, I'm looking at the time here, and I would like to ask you two more questions. Okay. Uh, the, one, the one but last question is, uh, can you give us three tips to become more culturally competent from your own experience and however you you work this out? Okay, I will do that. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is, be open. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I'm just writing three things down so I don't lose my train of thoughts. And this is just literally on the top of my head, okay? But it's it's just how I feel right now. So be open to, yeah, be open to new experiences. Just be open to new opportunities. Just, just stay open. Uh, the second thing is um, curious. I think curious is, is a great word that in many ways, like be curious about exploring, be curious about challenges, be curious about new people, be, be, be curious, you know, not, not judging like, oh, it's this or it's that or it's wrong or it's right. No, it's just be curious all the time. So open and curious and, uh, and be positive. I mean, for me, I come from a very negative, critical background and upbringing, and it's always something and this and that. And I just really, really worked hard. And I say that literally, I worked hard on my mindset to just always turn everything into, okay, it's it's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be positive. Like, I have challenges. I have fears. I mean, come on. I'm alone. I'm traveling. I'm, you know, I of course. But I always turn like, okay, it's exciting. It's a journey. It's a challenge. Let's face it. How can I deal with it? You know, it's like... Just, yeah, open, curious, and positive, Chris. Those are my three. Excellent. All right. So it's BBB, uh, actually. Uh, be open, be curious, and be positive. Uh, last yeah. question, Rachel. Yeah. Um, can you um, let us know how to get in touch? You mentioned a website uh, or your yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. I think the YouTube is a great place to go. So you type in Rachel Smets, S-M-E-T-S, just my name, and you'll find me. And um, I publish every single week. Comment on there, my website, rachelsmets.com. So yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook, if you can type my name, then you'll find me. <laughs> okay, I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes. And one more time, the, the website that you use for there for your house and pet sitting, please. Yeah, trusted house sitters. Trusted house sitters. Okay. All right, I'm writing all this down, and um, uh, it's been a, a joy to talk to you again. And since you don't know where you're going to go, I can't wish you happy travels because, well, I'll still wish you happy travels. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, do 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 pop by in three years' time. That'll be 2026. Okay, uh, awesome. Let's see. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. All right. Um, I'll. I'm, I was going to say I'll talk to you soon, but it'll be in three years. Okay, sounds good. All right, thank you. Ciao. This was Rachel Smets on the Culture Matters Podcast number 171. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do so. You can do that in iTunes and also leave a review. Just uh, Google for Chris Smith or um, Culture Matters in Business. The music you hear in the background is from Bensound. Check them out at bensound.com. This was the Culture Matters Podcast, and I'll be back with you in two weeks' time. Thank you for listening. Overlooking cultural differences when you're developing your business internationally can be the biggest mistake you can make. Let Chris and Peter help you avoid those mistakes. Get in touch now. Go to culturematters.com.